0: Police are investigating an alleged breach of isolation protocols by a traveler who's been quarantining at residence and a member of the public. The Travel Cayman Mobile Compliance Team was completing routine checks and discovered a member of the public in contact with a traveler quarantining at their home. As a result, the member of the public is now required to quarantine and the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service note that the ongoing investigation means a completed file will be sent to the Office of the Director of Public Prosecution for a decision. The Public is reminded that travelers who quarantine at residence are not allowed to have visitors and delivery personnel, relatives, and friends are not allowed to enter the home or have physical contact with the occupants while they're in quarantine. Public health confirms that contact tracing has been completed and reassures the public there is no cause for public health concern. The public and travelers are reminded anyone found to be in breach of the mandatory quarantine provisions will be warned for intended prosecution and is liable on conviction to a fine of up to $10,000 and imprisonment for up to two years. Cayman Brack, meantime, continues its COVID 19 vaccination campaign. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more.
1: Kamen-Brack will begin administering the COVID-19 vaccine to Stage 3, which includes all ordinary and legal residents over 16 years of age, starting Tuesday, March 9th until Friday, March 12th. The vaccine clinic will operate at the Aston Rotty Centre Medical Wing Flu Clinic from 9am to 1pm. Everyone must present photo identification to receive the vaccine and demonstrate they are ordinarily and illegal resident, for example, with initial permission to remain in the islands for at least six months. For the first dose, you must fill out a consent form before arrival, which can be found at hsa.ky. Face masks are required. Residents of the sister islands with questions can contact 925-1190. That's 925-1190. For the most up-to-date vaccination schedule, visit www.hsa.ky. Reporting for Radio Man News, I'm Dion Anglin.
0: The National Energy Policy Initiative introduces Car-Free Week. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins has more.
2: Car-Free Week takes place from Monday, March 22nd to Friday, March 26th. Energy Policy Coordinator in the Ministry of Commerce, Planning and Infrastructure, Kristen Augustine, says public participation is needed to make commuting in Cayman less stressful.
3: So many traffic issues, a lot of congestion, parking issues. We're hoping to ease getting up, having to get up so early in the morning. Perhaps if you, if your company arranges a park and ride, that's one bus full of perhaps 30 people that can reduce the number of those cars on the road. And if everybody does their little part of um, carpooling, that's a car off the road, um, we're hoping to see a difference
2: data will be collected to see the impact on the roads.
3: We're going to have a drone up there to see if there are a difference the week before versus the week of. Um, we're going to do a traffic count, see if people take their own initiative, will it make a difference.
2: Ms. Augustine adds initiatives like this also helps to formulate long-term solutions.
3: Do the majority of people live um, in a certain area, should we purchase land in this area to arrange a park and ride. So All these things help to inform, to make a long-term plan of what would be the best way to um, curb the traffic issue. And remember, it's not just carpooling and, and park and ride, it's working from home as well. That is a big contribution to reducing traffic.
2: For the Civil Service, buses are arranged for park and ride from the Bodentown Police Station, Spots Dock, and the Ed Bush playing field. Companies are encouraged to do the same or team up with K-man Cycle to provide bicycles for employees. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia rankin
0: You can visit energy.gov.ky to pledge and find more information. The Deputy Governor's Awards Program is back. Here's Radio K-man's Carsley Fuller. It came to an abrupt halt because of COVID-19, but now the deputy governor's awards program
4: is back, and you can expect the announcement of the Cayman Islands government's January Employee of the Month shortly, along with the Chief Officer's Choice Awards. Additionally, the DGAP
0: has grown to include team awards, which will begin with awards for 2020 to recognize the many ways the Civil Service worked across silos and created moments of magic last year during the COVID emergency. Nominations for those awards open next week. The DGAP has three components Chief Officers Choice Employee of the Month and CIG Employee of the Year. All 12 Employee of the Month recipients are automatically finalists for the CIG Employee of the Year award. Reporting for Radio Cayman News,
4: I'm Carsley Fuller.
0: The Department of Community Rehabilitation heads to a new home. The move comes after a steady expansion of services by the department since it opened in 2003. The office will now be housed at a fit-for-purpose space at Apollo House East, providing a safe environment for both victims of crime and offenders to receive the support they need to take positive steps forward in their lives. The DCR can also now provide additional support by teaming up with partner agencies that are also located Located in the same building, like the Department of Counseling Services and the Family Resource Center. At an open house on Friday, Home Affairs Minister the Honorable Tara Rivers said the new accommodations would improve the department's work.
5: To reduce an individual's likelihood of reoffending, we must address the underlying issues that have contributed to their reoffending or their offending behavior and equip them with the necessary tools and skills they require in order to deal with real-life problems appropriately so that they can make a positive contribution to their families and their community.
0: Minister Rivers says providing support and intervention to offenders, along with help from a strong support group, helps them maintain their relationships and employment and provides for their family so they can continue their rehabilitation journey.
5: Those journeys can often be long, hard, winding, uh, looping sometimes. But the fact that you are here and you continue to give the dedicated service that you give is something that we should all be proud of and we are all very thankful for as a community. And so I am confident that this new location will enable the DCR team to continue helping to make the lives of those you serve better and thereby continuing to make our communities at large safer.
0: Audio there, courtesy of CIG TV. Filming for a multi-movie production on Grand Cayman begins this week details from Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego.
4: Beginning this week and over the next few months, a series of feature films will be filmed right here on Grand Cayman. Circumstances around the world with the global COVID-19 pandemic have hindered film producers for the past year. Cayman has attracted the attention of William Sander and the team at Productivity Media as the location where film production could take place in a safe and sophisticated environment. A press release from the Ministry of International Trade, Investment, Aviation and our Time Affairs says, Santor has worked extensively with the ministry during the past few months, along with the Film Commission, Workforce Opportunities and Residency K-Man, and Customs and Border Control to arrange and facilitate a multi-film production deal between Productivity Media and Darius Films. A fourth film will be produced between Productivity Media and Balcony 9. The cast and crew have complied with government's stringent and mandatory quarantine and testing measures that have stopped community transmission of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, in the three Cayman Islands. While on island, they will be building local capacity and expertise by hiring local Caymanians to train and develop their skills with practical hands-on experience. Welcoming the producers, cast and crew, the ministry's chief officer, Eric Bush, says he is delighted that the Cayman Islands has become a true tender in the highly competitive arena of global film production. This multi-film project will contribute immensely to Cayman's growing film industry. Officials say work on the first film, Blue Iguana, gets underway this week. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News.
0: That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.
1: Good evening with a look at Radio K Man's local sports. I'm Dion Anglin. The return to boxing fight night saw a packed house over the weekend. Scores of boxing fans came out to support the 10 bouts on the card, a mix of exhibition matches and official amateur bouts at the D Dalman Boxing Gym on Saturday night. The event was meant to give K Man's amateurs a chance to get in the ring for the first time or return to the ring for the first time in more than a year since the COVID 19 pandemic. There were 11 bouts scheduled for that night, but one match was scrapped due to the boxer turning up late for his fight but national boxing coach Floyd Trumpet says all fights were incredibly entertaining.
6: I think all the fighters were great um, from the, the kids to our special olympian nick to our main event and semi main event I think everyone was equally matched and it was an exciting fight.
1: What was different or special about this event
6: you thought Um, I think the guys were all hungry because they trained for almost a year and two months during the COVID period and, and after the COVID, we were a little bit, we got lifted. So I think everyone else just want to showcase what, what they can do.
1: I saw some of the young ones, like 10-year-olds out there. How do, you, how do you motivate them to get into the ring?
6: Well, um, we have a program, after school program, and these kids uh, train every day. They do drills, they learn to box. They do all the boxing fundamentals, They spar. they do everything. Like a real boxer, so it's only really natural to just some um, gratitude to the, to the real fight.
1: What's next for those young ones?
6: Ah, well, it's a continuation, um, but, but the kids who are 15 to 16, 17 years, I'm actually looking to groom them for 2024 Olympics. Okay.
1: Is there going to be another fight night soon?
6: Ah, we're looking at June. My idea is every two months, we should do something every two months to get the guys, get some records up and get them active in actual fighting. So when we go to the Caribbean Games and the regional games, we won't be under, under prepared. You know, we are good physically, technically, but we need to get a lot more fight so we can be fight prepped.
1: Kelroy Jando earned the split decision win over Lyndon Waite in the main event. In other local sports, in celebration of International Women's Day, the 2020-2021 Women's President's Cup Final will take place this weekend. Cayman Islands Football Association President Alfredo Whittaker says there will also be activities for junior girls before the final match.
3: We reserve the... Women's President Cup final for this upcoming Sunday, so we could celebrate closely the International Day of Women's. So, this final is uh, obviously a big final for us at CIFA. Um, at we prepare a special day. That would start from around 2 to 30, celebrating the Women's International Day, with a number of youth matches with the U-12 and U-16 girls that will lead us up to the big final for that day. So things are in place. We have everything ready. Just waiting for that big day to come.
1: The International Women's Day match will see Elite Sports Club take on Scholar's International Sports Club this Sunday, March 14th, at the Annex Playing Field at 7 p.m. And squash, wine and shop was a huge success over the weekend. The South Sound Squash Club, along with the Stingray Swim Club, celebrated all things women with a focus on sport for honoring Women's Month. Marlene West with the South Sound Squash Club says the turnout was great, but she was looking forward to seeing a much younger audience.
7: The evening went really well. I'm I'm happy with the the turnout. I was worried for a little bit there, but with these events, you have no idea how many people are going to show up. But the turnout was really good. I'd hope that we had some more young girls attending because I think they could have gotten. Some valuable information from the panelists. Because we had some excellent questions and more so some really empowering answers from the panelists as well. So I thought, you know, it was just unfortunate that we didn't have more young girls there at the event. But no, it was um, very successful for a first time and what we were trying to do as well.
1: A panel of seven women of various sporting disciplines gathered to share their sports journey through a question and answer. West says she loved the fact that the panelists were from diverse backgrounds.
7: We had a mix of team and also a mix of an individual nature in terms of the sports played or participated in and you got both perspectives from someone that's involved with a team sport versus one that's involved with an individual sport. You know, and they're sharing their thoughts and challenges and, you know, their training regime, how they, how they got past any challenges or injuries that they might have had. And just their general thoughts on sports and, you know, how they think kids should or why kids should be playing sports. So I think it was it was very interesting to hear the, the different backgrounds or the different thoughts that came out from the panel.
1: The panel consisted of track and field Olympian Sidani Mothersil, CrossFit expert Wanda Brenton, Personal trainer and fitness guru Carla yee Singh, former swimmer Lara Butler, rugby superstar Mercedes Foy, squash legend Marlene West, netball's star centre Catherine Gao, and myself representing the sport of basketball. That'll do it for Radio K Man's local sports for this evening. I'm Dion Anglin.